2020 is fast approaching. That means the New Year's is about to start. That brings new resolutions, and our Browns resolutions are number one, Fire Freddy Kitchens. Number two, Fire Freddy Kitchens. And number three, change the uniforms. We at least know one's coming up, but are the others? Welcome to the show. All right, so we just lost to the Bengals, the worst team in NFL. Yeah. But like you said a little bit ago when we were talking, we're in the top ten now. Should be in the top ten for NFL draft picks. So there's a light at the end of the tunnel. 2020 draft. I can't wait in April. Yay. This is like the, it's it's the Super Bowl of the Cleveland Browns. It really is. Every year, watching a draft pick. Not do what they're supposed to do. That's what I'm you pretty know, used it's to. It's a tough situation. Except for Miles Garrett and Joe Thomas. Yeah. Those are the only two that I remember worth anything lately. So, number one, fire Freddie Kitchens. Yep. Is that what's going to happen? We need to. That's our that's our resolution. So that's what the intro said. So that's what we have to do. Well, I mean there's just there's no there's no reason to not fire him. There's no there's no positive to say, let's keep this guy. Because three weeks ago, the ownership and the front office said, hey, bearing any catastrophic event for the end of the season, Freddie Kitchen's job is safe. The thought process there was most likely we're going to win two out of the three games with a loss to Baltimore. People were assuming that loss. We lost to the Cardinals, we lost to the Ravens, and then we lost to the Bengals. We finished the last eight games of the season where we were playing teams that we should have won handedly, four and four. We only won four games out of the last eight versus winnable games. One of those games that was the question mark was Baltimore. Everything else was winnable games. And being that part of the easiest easiest part of our schedule, we struggled for the most part. Our best game was week four against Baltimore. And since then, hasn't we haven't seen this huge Cleveland Browns turn of the century, we got this climax, this is what we're going to see for the rest of the season. No, we had the same crap product, same crap plays, and no adjustments. And zero. Freddie Kitchens at the end of like at his press, con- press, con- press conference said, you know, I'm a man, I make mistakes, I'm going to learn from my mistakes. You had 15, 16 games this season to fix your mistakes, and you never did. If you, if you have to go all 16 weeks to figure out, hey, I got mistakes that I got to fix. No, you fix those when they come up. And one was play calling. Your play calling was atrocious, and you never gave up that responsibility, and it continued to be bad. So what's the point in keeping that? When we have the product, we just need the general to actually put it into the right direction. We need that right person to put it in place to get the game going. That's how the other teams have worked. So what happens now? Do we find out tonight? Do we find out first thing Tomorrow's Monday morning? Tomorrow's Black Monday, so I'm assuming tomorrow morning. is. Go- I mean, possibly tonight. I think John Dorsey's job is safe, but I think Freddie Kitchens is done. Oh, yeah. You're 6-10, and 10, so you have, less, you have a, a worse record than you did last year. Did we have Odell Beckham last year? No. Did we have Olivia Vernon last year? No. Did we have the secondary that we had last year? No. We had better players this year, and we had a worse record. Yeah. And we had an easier schedule the last eight games of the season. True. And the last eight games of the season last year is when we hit our stride. Yeah. And looked like the team that was going forward. We never hit a stride this year. No, there was no stride. Not one. It was 
it was if we a hit- loss and then another loss and then we play the Jets and then a loss. Like, it's just bad. And 10 years. It was years. real bad. Yeah, we talked about the 10-year challenge. 10-year challenge. Woo! 2010, we started off the de- the decade. 5-11. and 11. There we go. 10-year challenge, 2019. This 10 years later. 10 years later, we're 6-10. and 6-10. and 10. One win better, and seven coaches later, we're still the same exact piece of shit team. We can leave that <laughs> in there. Well, well, well. Uh, so, if you're John Dorsey, who are we going to hire as our coach? Because I'll tell you straightforward who I would hire right now. Mike McCarthy. No. No. I, I don't want Mike. The experience of Mike McCarthy is huge. I've been a Mike McCarthy fan since I've said, let's hire Mike McCarthy as a coach. The coach that I feel like that would put this team in the direction with the talent that we have that can make adjustments and can create offensive plays based on his players is Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. He has Lamar Jackson who you like to call as a running back as a quarterback, and he's turned him into he's an the innov- greatest running back that's a quarterback in history. And he's turned him into a NFL MVP, breaking records both in running and passing, and doing that with three tight end sets, great running backs, and subpar receivers. Now imagine what he could do with Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry. And if we keep... Because David Nujoku doesn't know his future. If we keep David Nujoku, imagine what that type of coach who can actually create game plans for his players and offensive schemes that better his players on our Cleveland Browns coaching staff. But let's let's be running the ship. Let's let's wake up because I'm wide awake. I'm do a you do you believe now. that Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens, are going to allow the Cleveland Browns to interview their head coordinator? They have to. They have, to, they, they have to allow – I mean, they can say, hey, you can't – He's under contract. Them. He's under contract, but they have to. The, uh, under the uh, thing, teams will request – Baltimore can say since they're in the playoffs, we can't allow interview until the end of the season. But until the end of the season, that's up to Baltimore. They can allow him to interview during the, the playoff run. He himself might not want to interview until the playoffs are over. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, in my opinion, it really doesn't matter, like, if we don't get to interview him right now. But keep that in mind of what's out there. Because there's a lot of these people that want Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's washed up. We don't need a retread. Right. That's the that's the head coach that I think is a retread. I don't think Mike McCarthy would be a retread. I think he would do great things. I don't think he would do them as quickly as Greg Roman would do. Because this dude has changed the NFL landscape by how he's utilized Lamar Jackson. Nobody else has done this. If the Cleveland and the, everybody's talked about, what if the Browns drafted Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson would have already been eaten and spitting out of the NFL. He'd been done. Yeah. We would have destroyed his career. For sure. So, and the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. What if we would take Pat Mahomes? We would have destroyed his career. I, I don't know. We would I'm just to the point where... We might have hired Kingsbury last year. Who would have known? Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. So, who else, other than Greg Roman and Mike McCarthy, who, who else is out there that you want to see as a head coach of the Cleveland Browns? Well, you have the offensive coordinator from Minnesota, Kevin Stefanski or whatever, Stefanowski. I think he was in... The top running last year. Yeah, he was he was in the top running, just didn't get the job. Um, somehow, Freddie Kitchens convinced Jimmy Haslam to do this. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't understand. I don't think it was Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens convinced. There's a guy named Baker Mayfield that probably I mean, was he, like, "We he, did so like well him. under him." Yeah, he probably said, "I liked him." What about know? what about what about uh what about other coordinators? What other coordinators would you want to see on the team? Ken Zampezi. What do you think about it? He, I mean, he was the quarterback coach of last year, 
Bob Wiley said that he was the uh, reason Baker Mayfield and the offense did so well last season. And it kind of, I mean, the way that the season's gone, I feel like Bob Wiley was correct, and I've said that a few times. This just a few. huge difference. Uh, but we have to we we have to pull him away from the XFL because he's the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Legends. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's he would have a hard, I don't think so. he'd have a hard time coming back. Right. You know, who else other than those guys? You got the Minnesota guy. You got Ken Zampezi. You got Greg Roman. You got Mike McCarthy. You got Ron Rivera. Who else is Who else is out there that can do the job? That's a, that's a that's a very people are saying Urban question. Myers. Urban Meyer is a rumor. Urban Meyer would not be able to do the Cleveland Browns job. Well, and you Urban, think you think college football is stressful? Well, I know that, but Urban Meyer is being linked to Washington. What about you know? What about he's been uh, linked to the Browns last week? Yeah. So, so. I mean. We got lots, lots of different uh, coaching options. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Marvin Lewis. To be no, honest, that would be a no. And the reason why I would say that is because at least he's consistent in the regular season. Yeah, but he's not. I mean, he's consistent in the playoffs. He just doesn't win. So, but is it is it really him, or is it the guys that they drafted? I know it was because him. if you really he had different players every single yeah. time, so it's, it's so coaching. All right. So on that Bengals note, all right. Andy Dalton goes out, has two great games in a row, and Joe Barrow is uh, on his way out, out of LSU, yeah. going to the Bengals, first round pick. Most likely, yeah, he's going to be the next Carson Palmer there. So, Or if you're Joe Burrow, do you sit out and say, no, I don't want to play for Cincinnati? Or do you pull the Eli Manning and say, I only want to play for this team, Yeah, and then force the teams to trade for you? Well, Is that something I mean, you do? I mean, he could play another year. I doubt it worked well for Eli Manning. He won two Super Bowls. But I mean, the guy was a second, second or third string on Ohio State, and it was a second string. He appeared he in ten games. He appeared in ten games. I mean, but he had J.T. Barrett and Braxton Miller as quarterbacks in front of him. Which you weren't going to beat those guys out. And then he didn't want to compete against Dwayne Haskins, and so he left that competition. So, and it worked in his favor because he graduated, worked in his favor, and he got to play at LSU. So, yeah, yeah I mean, but he's. That's where I'm having the issue with this guy. I mean, that's part of the transfer portal. That's that's the NCAA giving these guys no, NCAA no, I'm, a chance I'm, to I'm do okay it. I'm okay with that, but what I'm trying to say is everybody's giving him this, you know, high draft draft stock when he didn't really do much as the backup at Ohio, uh, at well, he Ohio State. He didn't have the opportunity to. So, I mean, when you have well, those type of players in front of him, you have how so. many practices before you name a starter and. Three different have, starters. When you have Braxton Miller three and JT Barrett. And, and what are they doing I mean? in the NFL right now? Well, that, it, it's not about being successful in the NFL. It's about being I'm a just saying, quarterback. But what what makes me want to draft Joe Burrow, number one? His stats. There's a guy, and his, his Chase Young, Moxie. that just came out and did 16 Yeah, there's and a half the sacks. case there. There's a case there. I mean, there there's something to look at. But Joe Burrow, yes, he won a Heisman. Yes, he went to a different team. Yes, that system worked for him. Is he a system quarterback? No, because then there would be a lot more LSU quarterbacks like that, and there's not. He's the only one. Well, I mean, when you had Mittenberg and whoever else uh, from LSU. Yeah, but the, the, we're not talking about prolific quarterbacks. None of these guys won a Heisman. None of these guys put up the stats Joe Burrow put yeah. up. None of these guys play the way that Joe Burrow well, played. Well, I mean, I would think any. Any of the third string, second string quarterbacks on Ohio State would do well anywhere else. 
What's that? Because they draft they they oh they know how they, to pick players. They try to pick the right guys for, out of high school and and to bring them to college. Ohio yeah. State does a really good job of talent search. Yeah. So do I think he's gonna? Do I think he should deserve to go that high? Probably not. That's just me. I mean, but I mean, one could- season, one season, and he didn't. He didn't do it. And I and I had this argument with another friend of mine. And he's done the, the vice versa. Really vice well versa. Vice too. versa went for Justin Fields. Justin Fields didn't beat out from. So, you know, you got you got that type of situation. Is it is it the system or is it the quarterback? What's the system? So here's the situation: Joe Burrow's talents were not utilized in Ohio State system because Urban Meyer's offense was not a Joe Burrow offense. Ryan Day's offense is a Joe Burrow's offense, a very pass-friendly, open up the offense, utilize the run game better. Urban Meyer did not. So have why didn't that he? Keep, why didn't he try to keep Burrow? Why didn't about? Ryan Day go out and say, "Hey, I need you as my quarterback"? Why would he want? Because LSU, he was already at LSU last season. Oh, he was. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was already at Dwayne LSU last season. Oh, I didn't know. And that. he had Dwayne Haskins, and he worked with Dwayne Haskins, and made Dwayne Haskins look like a first-round quarterback. Is Dwayne Haskins a first-round quarterback? I don't know. He hasn't played like it. And, but he's also playing with the racial slurs, so that's kind of like – that's a toss-up. So it's one of those that uh, – Ryan Day does really well with his quarterbacks. And I think if Joe Burrow was – Ryan <laughs> Day was – Washington? Yeah, the Washington racial slurs. <laughs> I was sitting there going, uh, the racial slur? I was like, what so are you talking about? you have Joe Burrow. If Ryan Day was there with Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow would have been the starting quarterback. But he wasn't. So – Joe Burrow was already at LSU last season, was starting quarterback for LSU last season, and then continued that this season as a graduate transfer. Yeah. So he took advantage of the system. He took advantage, of, uh, it took advantage of the transfer portal, and it's worked in his advantage. And if he's not worth the first round, if he's not worth that one, but he gets that, so be it. He, tricked, he, he fooled everybody else into it, and he's got millions to prove it. You know what I mean? And he's got the awards and a degree from the Ohio State University. So there's so, that. So what about Jalen Hurt? Is he going to be an NFL quarterback? I mean, it's possible. I mean, you have. Do we see another Lamar Jackson situation going on it's with, quite with Jalen Hurt coming in? You have a stronger build with Jalen Hurts, uh, a more focused passer than Lamar Jackson was then, because Lamar Jackson was a sub, I would say, a barely fifty-five to fifty-eight percent completion percentage in college, and Jalen Hurts is around seventy to eighty percent on most of his throws. So you have a better passer. But you also have a scared quarterback who played under Nick Saban because Nick Saban likes to control his quarterbacks and not open up his offense. So True. I would say it depends if you have the Jalen Hurts who opened up in Oklahoma who kind of became the reason Oklahoma was good uh, again instead of just Kyler Murray. You so, have that. So where's Garrett go Garrett. for the Cowboys? Oh, he's fired. You don't think he's going to go anywhere? You don't think anybody's going to pick him up? No, why would you pick him up? Well, I don't know. He's gonna I'm be, just wondering. I mean, he's, he's another on, candidate that's going to probably get an interview. I mean, he's from Ohio, but his uh, his his tenure in Dallas can only be known as one word, and it's mediocre. So he's only been mediocre. He's been 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, He should have 8-8 eight and eight tattooed on his back for that reason. Him and J.J. Watt together and Jeff Fisher, <laughs> who's 7-9. and nine. Jason Garrett. And Marvin Williams. Who? Or Marvin Lewis. Well, Marvin sorry. Lewis was like eleven and five, like five or six years in a row, and made the playoffs. Won the AFC North. Did really well. Just never did it in the playoffs. Jason Garrett, on the other hand, uh, just hasn't utilized his talent. Hasn't utilized his players. Wasted coaching talents. And uh, I don't think he deserves a chance in the NFL. I think, and he just he doesn't have a personality where he's going to be on TV. And if he is, he's going to be on like 
I mean, like Fox Sports Southwest, and he's going to be covering <laughs> Texas Tech football games. Does Does Lincoln Riley go to the Cowboys? No. Does he get an interview with the Browns? No. Does he, leave, does he leave Oklahoma? No. Lincoln Riley's not going to leave. You don't not if, not if Jerry how, Jones waves how, him no, all it, this money and says, "Hey, I got Ezekiel Elliott." How often did you see? Because okay, so let's just go through the college coaches. Once you know you're a college coach and you're going to be a college coach and you would be successful and you're making seven million dollars a season, Pete Carroll was million dollars a season. Pete, Pete Carroll was, was an one, NFL coach that went to the college ranks and then he won in college. And then he went back, and then to, then the he went back to the NFL. After he was his, a terrible NFL coach. He was an okay NFL coach. He didn't get a, he didn't get a chance. Then he went to college. Then he realized there was some scandals coming up, so he bounced back to the NFL pretty quickly. Because right when he left, guess what hit USC? Scandals. Reggie Bush. Scandals. Matt Liner. You're telling me you All don't know about All the that. USC scandals. Pete Carroll knew that. So, Pete Carroll, and he got, I don't even put him in there. And nobody, and nobody still to this day says anything bad about Pete Carroll about it. No. Even though that Reggie Bush got his Heisman taken away, they got and all they, their they, wins they taken the, away, everything. their national yeah. championship taken away. So, But look at but it this they didn't way. Win you had Nick Saban, who was – just a, a coordinator in the NFL. He wasn't a head coach. Then he got to LSU, was a head coach at LSU, or he was a head coach at Michigan State, then went to LSU, successful at LSU, won a national championship, then went to the Dolphins, did not like it as an NFL head coach. Well, I mean, bounce from the Dolphins. The, bounce from the Dolphins after, I think, one and a half seasons, maybe two seasons, yep. went to, to Alabama, Alabama and became started the dynasty. most prolific college coach in the history of college coaches. So you have these, and he's making $10 million a season, nearly. You have Lincoln Riley, who makes six to seven million dollars a season. That he knows he controls his destiny. If he wins the Big Twelve, he continues to do that, or he's first or second for the for years and years and years. Stoops made a living out of it. Stoops won like one national championship. That was it. But you would think Bob Stoops was the most prolific, greatest coach to come out of Oklahoma outside of Barry Switzer. Yet he's not. Bob Stoops didn't make that jump. Then you have Lincoln Riley that knows, hey. If I continue to be successful here, I'll be paid wealthy, greatly, and I'll be able to keep my job because Oklahoma fans are not like Texas fans and you know drop you after a few seasons. He's done a great job. He's won two Big 12 championships in a row. Three, actually. Three in a row. Uh, then you have Urban Meyer, who is a professional college coach. His system is college football. He doesn't have the attributes to make it into the NFL. Now, people are like, oh, his football regimen is so good. He's going to make it successful. I don't think he would. No matter what team he goes on, he's not going to be successful. Urban Meyer will be a dropout and then go to a very high-end college like a Notre Dame, like a Florida State or a Florida, go into these big programs where he knows he can control it because he won't be able to make it in the NFL just like Nick Saban. Very interesting. Yeah. So let's end our Browns news. It was a tough season. It was a very tough season. It's tough to watch. Tough pill to swallow. Still having, you know, I'm still kind of shocked that we're, you know, six and ten instead of being. We should have been at least ten and six. Or nine and seven. Either or. I'm still a little disappointed. I don't know what we're going to do about a head coach. I don't think they're going to do anything about the head coach. I think they're going to fire him now. But how they played against the Bengals, you have to fire them. You lost against the worst team in the league. Well, you lost against the Bengals and the Cardinals. Yeah, the but two the worst, the two worst, 14. the two worst teams in the NFL, other than Detroit. In comparison, in comparison to our last eight games, okay, okay, Mono Darnold, good old Mono Darnold from mm -hmm. the New York Jets. So that's what I'm gonna name him now. It's just Mono Darnold. 
since he had mono as a grown adult. He's now mono Darnold. <laughs> he was seven and two since returning back from mono. Wow. Seven and two as a starter. Says a lot. Yeah. So the Browns in that same span went four and four. Yeah. And we don't have, and Sam Darnold does not have the weapons that we have. And he has Adam Gase as a coach. So what happens with Baker? I mean, do we think that Baker's just a bad byproduct of what happened with the coaching? Or is he really regressed? Because that you always that interception s- in the first quarter just made me go, like, what are you doing? Which one was that? The one to Jarvis. Oh, where Jarvis stopped on the route, though, where he fell down? No, he fell down, but it, yeah. d- it wouldn't matter anyways. It was, was short, yeah, and it was straight there. to the defensive player. Um, yeah, that was uh, – but you look at his – his interceptions. And so, and we've made the defense that he's had nine interceptions tipped. Yeah. For yeah, I'll that. Give him that. But the three interceptions today were not tipped. The three interceptions today were just throws. One, Odell Beckham stopped running on. So I don't think he thought the ball was coming to him. And so that didn't help. Uh, another than that, it was bad throws. That last throw in the, inter- the fourth quarter where you're on your trying to do a comeback, you already passed the line of scrimmage. Like, just keep running. Why throw the ball into quadruple coverage and intercept the pass and in the game? So tough, tough pill to swallow. I think it was a regression, but I think it had a lot to do with play calls uh, and lack thereof of play calls, more of just the fact that he didn't have the right direction, and that came from the head coach. Uh, I don't think Ryan Lindley's a good quarterback coach. I think he was too new to be put in that role. Um, I think if Freddie Kitchens was smart, he would have kept Ken Zampezi as an offensive coordinator uh, and – Benefited the Cleveland Browns that way, but uh, he didn't, and we're we're seeing the byproduct of it. So, so what you're saying is, coaching change, Baker's possibly okay. He's possibly okay. I think he is okay. I think he is okay. I'm not. I'm not giving up on Baker. Almost four thousand yards. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving up on Baker yet. I think you fix some offensive line woes. You get your defense. Get a couple of linebackers and some safeties. I, I don't think it's been mentioned yet, but that trade for Olivia Vernon's the worst trade in Cleveland Browns history. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think I may have said it more <laughs> no, than once. Today, the uh, the offensive line. Did you uh, watch him today? But no, I watched. He was everything. terrible. I mean, he's he's still he's injured. hurt. He's still hurt. He like why be are you putting there. a hurt guy out there? Because it's Freddie Kitchens. I mean, but you're also talking about. I mean, but Chad about Thomas. How bad was getting blown on the outside of left and right. But look how bad our offensive line played today. It wasn't like they even showed up. Oh, I know. Didn't even show up. It was like the defense didn't show up and the offensive line didn't show up. The worst team against the run. They're yeah. the thirtieth second, thirty second against the run. Yeah, thirtieth against the pass. Yeah, they literally tore up the Browns. It's it. They wanted it more. They wanted to end the year on a on positive a note. We we started. Andy Dalton did because he needs to get a paycheck somewhere. Yeah. He'll back up in Cowboys. He'll be in Dallas. You think so? Yeah, I think he'll go back home. I bet or he goes. Houston. I bet he starts in Dallas. You think he'd start over Dak Prescott? I think Dak Prescott is done. You think Whoever Jerry the coach, be like, oh, get out here. Let's get I the I think red the real next real. coach that comes in is going to realize Dak Prescott is a, you know, fluke. Yeah. I mean, it, it watches watch the games. I mean, he's he's worse than Baker Mayfield. Well, I mean, on a bad day, he's he makes really poor choices. A lot of poor um, choices. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like he didn't have a million dollar line. In he's front of him. he's regressed ever, ever since his rookie season. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think Tony Romo's like, "Hey, you got what you got." You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what he's saying to the Cowboys. I mean, and Tony I mean, Romo Tony came Romo in for like, that one game or that one play, drives him down there, got scores a touchdown, so. and then they put him back on the bench went so that Prescott could come back out there. Yeah, Rid- well, it ridiculous. Shows you that. I, I mean, mean, why do you let? I mean, Tony Romo. 
Tony he's Romo's making millions and millions. I would give Tony Romo a job in the NFL. I would like to see Tony Romo as the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't be and surprised would, if that happens. I would like to see, and here's where I'd say where Tony Romo would be completely different at. What do we like about Tony Romo on his broadcast? He predicts most plays, right? Yeah. yeah. So the the head coach can talk to the quarterback up until 10 seconds on the sh- on the play clock. Okay? Tony Romo could change the system and put the head coach in the booth and make the adjustments while he's in the booth and make the call and see the defense call it and snap it for 10 seconds. And you would see the best offense in the history <laughs> of NFL because he knew what would be coming every single time. He's a stud- He's a guy that studies the game even as a broadcaster and will tell you what play is going to be called, what defense is being ran, and knows what play to call against And him. I've been saying – Peyton Manning should have been the Browns coach a long time ago. I would like to see Peyton Manning as the GM of the Browns and Tony Romo as the head coach. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, even if why we, not? If we suck, why, we've done everything else. Hey, we've had seven coaches in ten years. We've had we've had coaches that won Super Bowls. Yeah, that became a GM that did nothing. Yep. We had GMs that were a part of Super Bowl building teams. Yep. Didn't do anything. Nope. Phil Savage. Miss Phil Savage. You know he was a good guy. You know we've had Must- we've had. Rookie coaches that have never been a head coach multiple times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One Chud, of them got to, one of them we got to be a coach again with Pat Shermer. I Pat was Shermer, yeah, that. Pat Shermer. How bad he was in Cleveland there. They gave him a chance. And he's a York. terrible offensive coordinator. That's Dave Gettleman saying, you know what? Well, I'm just going to screw the Giants over. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you get Daniel Jones and he throws five touchdowns a game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just, I just don't so. I don't understand that whole philosophy. Do we hire Eli Manning as our coach? Because Eli's going to need a job. He will. He can't, he can't I mean, quarterback Peyton nowhere. Manning, I mean, you got an offensive coordinator. Why wouldn't you have Peyton, like Peyton the GM, you know? and then Eli the and coach? And then convince Tom Brady to retire and have Tom Brady as a quarterback coach? There I you mean, go. We, we just have everything else. Why Tom Brady could be over the, the equipment. He could be over the footballs. <laughs> be great. <laughs> a great addition. We have a lot of changes coming in 2020. Yeah, we do. Well, that should be interesting. Other than that, I think LS, uh, LSU by 13, huh? Yep. And we have uh, we have to continue our um, Cavs hour in a minute. Oh, Cavs hour in a minute. I don't I don't even know what's going on with the Cavs. So our been... Cavs last night during the Buckeyes game won ninety four eighty eight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we what? lost against the Celtics after our after our Christmas Eve thing. That being said, we're still winning. We've won four out of the last five games. This is what you call momentum. Cavs and six. That's all I got to say. Very interesting. Well, what about the tribe? There's nothing there. There's they signed, nothing there. They signed yet. Jose Hernandez or whatever that second baseman from yeah. Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Much better stats than Kipnis. True. So Kipnis is gone. I mean, I don't need a, a 180 hitter on our team anymore. Yep. Did you know that Odell played today through Man, food poisoning? Oh my! So the announcers in the fourth quarter after Odell picked up 36 yards. The announcers were like, oh, he took off the sideline. This is the issue that the Browns have is discipline. And literally, like, three seconds later, you can see his towel over his head throwing up on the ground. And they're like, I wonder if that's the hernia acting up. And it's like, no, literally he had food poisoning. He's playing with food poisoning. He's throwing up. Okay? He had one of those big greasy burritos from Picante's like I did four years ago, and he put himself out on commission, but he still played, and he caught an amazing touchdown pass. On another note, Baker Mayfield – as he was exiting the game, started arguing with a fan, 
saw on video. Oh, that's that's good. So, where's that at? Uh, it's I I'm not sure if it, I, I'm thinking it's at half. I don't know. It just seems like why are, why are we arguing with fans? I don't know. Well, that's video shows Baker Mayfield arguing with a fan. Yeah. In the I'm gonna play it real quick. Let's see what it's got here. Told the uh, he told the fan to come down there to tell him in his face about getting beat by a one in fourteen team. <laughs> wow. Kind of dumb. I think he's just more. I'm not saying Baker's dumb. I just they. I think. Oh, there's always. I think it's, it's every game. I think every Barstool, game we have I think Barstool Sports just has to find something. No, the, I mean this is if it's not Bar Barstool, it's going to be somebody else like CBS Sports or USA Today or any other ESPN, and they'll just roll with it. That's what they do. Pretty much. Well, that's all we got for that's today. It. That's, that's it. it. That's our uh, that's our last Browns podcast for football games. We might have another podcast this week, depending on the news. So we might yeah. see some firings. We might have an emergency podcast. There might be an situation. emergency podcast just to talk about what's what going on. And if nothing happens, we'll have a podcast yelling about what happened. Yes. What lack thereof right. didn't happen. You'll know something by tomorrow by our Twitter for sure. Browns fans, here's the thing. Here's our resolution. Don't give up on the team. And if you do give up on the team, always go for the team that has Aaron Rodgers. That's it. It's that simple. <laughs> if you got touchdown Jesus in front of you, keep it going. Or... If you want to keep it in the north, you can always go for the best running back in the league. His name is Lamar Jackson. It's true. He's greatest. Also, he's also the best quarterback. Greatest running back I've ever see, seen play the quarterback position. That's, ever. I mean, that's debatable because they had a lot of wildcat back in the day in the Carolina Panthers. I'm just saying. They ran on, so. Darren McFadden, remember that? Darren McFadden. Arkansas, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was man. pretty good running back quarterback options right yeah, there. Tim Tebow mean? was a great running back playing quarterback. Jamarcus Russell was a great. Oh, he was not back. a running back. He was a he was a offensive lineman. Playing offensive yeah, lineman he was playing a, quarterback. He was a center. Oh. He oh. was six foot six, three hundred pounds. He was playing. He's a big boy. He was a large feller. So that's he liked, it. He liked that purple drink too. That's all I got. That's purple it, man. Purple drink. Purple drink. Whatever. That's what he, he got in trouble for it. Well, that's all I've got for today. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Stay safe and remember. Tomorrow, things could be better. Could be. Could be. Possibly. Might be. Probably. Maybe. So, that's it. We out. Bye. In history today, Texas became the 28th state of the union. In today's history... I think this is the 28th time I told you that Vernon trade was terrible. You're welcome, Cleveland. This has been the Orange is the New Browns podcast. We'll see you next week.